This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Farmers to Families Food Box is coming to an end. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack confirmed the news today to the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee. He says a USDA review of the program spotted some issues. The reality is the food box program was set up to respond to the to COVID. Uh, it was a response to COVID. Uh, a lot of problems with it, Representative, a lot of problems. Uh, there was a significant uh, difference of, of administrative costs. In some cases, people were charged a tremendous amount just to fill the boxes. Uh, there was an inadequate accounting of where the boxes were actually delivered. There was a lot of food waste and loss that we, we, we uncovered as a result of these listening sessions. But he says the program will have fingerprints on future USDA efforts. Our theory is that we create opportunities through the TFAP program, through what exists uh, with our food banks and our food pantry system, which is incredibly efficient and incredibly effective at getting resources out to folks. So there's going to be a continuation. Uh, we just announced a produce box that will be funneled through that system. We've got the dairy donation program uh, that we're going to set up as well to help the dairy industry. So we're going to try to take the, what we've learned, the best of that program, and incorporate it into our traditional regular programs, which are very efficient in terms of food distribution. USDA estimates it will have spent about $4.9 billion on the program by the end of the month. Phil Brasher has a deeper look in his story on agripulse.com. Also online today, Steve Davies takes a look at court arguments over California's Prop 12. Members of Congress are gearing up for a debate over the future of biofuels in an infrastructure package. AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. Ag-Republicans in major biofuel-producing states are looking to their Democratic colleagues to get biofuel funding in President Joe Biden's infrastructure package. One of those is Congressman Rodney Davis of Illinois, who serves on the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. When they have to negotiate with the far left of their party instead of working with us to have a bipartisan majority as a coalition, then what you're going to see is you're going to see less investment in infrastructure related to biofuels, for example, and more infrastructure related to electrical, electric vehicle charging stations. Davis says he's not opposed to EV sales, but notes there has to be a balance. He says he'll be working closely with Iowa Democrat Cindy Axney. We've introduced the Renewable Fuel Infrastructure Investment and Market Expansion Act that would actually put together a $500 million grant program so that we can actually see the deployment of renewable fuel infrastructure. And then it also directs the administrator of the EPA to finalize the proposed rules relating to requirements for E15 fuel dispenser labeling and underground storage tank compatibility. Axney sent a letter to the House Democratic leadership today urging them to include more funding for biofuel infrastructure as a way to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Read more of this story at agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, a Farm Bill-backed research effort is pushing for better understanding of the nutrition value of certain crops. Sally Rocky is the executive director of the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research, she says they're backing an effort to look into some underutilized sources of nutrition. We're trying to see if we can build algorithms that will allow us to better identify crops of interest that have increased nutritional traits and what is the potential for those crops to be put into the market. And so we have to look at the properties of interest, screen for identifying uh, promising crops, formulate and test them. We have to learn about cultivation. And then in the marketing, we have to figure out whether or not we can actually grow them, how they're stored, and um, what the consumer demand will all be. She says this information would speed the process of bringing new ideas to the market. 
So the idea is really that if you could make a very, use artificial intelligence, deep learning, machine learning to take all of these data about traits of crops and plants across the world, that you'd have an easier time answering the question of which crops would be, have the most potential to give us increased nutrition. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The current but temporary estate tax exemption of $11 million per person has been helpful to agriculture, but estate taxes still hang heavy over many family farm businesses. Protect the next generation of family farmers by supporting the Death Tax Repeal Act of 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.